Carlos, what are you searching for in life? And Carlos Santana, one of the greatest guitar players of all time, said, I'm still searching for the perfect note. Michelangelo, my, my hero, I'm a sculptor in marble. That's my hobby. He chose white marble. He chose to use only three t- different kinds of chisels. He never painted the stone. The simplicity of what he was searching for, like Santana, the perfect note, it almost seems like you're that way, Victor. You're searching not for the complicated things in life, but you're trying to find the simple things that make life beautiful. Correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that Santana analogy is amazing. It's, it's really beautiful. It's like it's such a Zen meditation in a way. It's yeah. a, a practice of like, no, 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 maybe today will be the best in the hook. Maybe today will be the time. Maybe I love that optimism about life, too. I think a lot of people feel like as they get older, they like can't do as many things where we, you know, and that's true. We can't. But it's also an opportunity for us to think differently and mm-hmm. and use the knowledge that we've learned to open up new doors and like learn new things. I think your love of surfing, and I can only speak to my love of surfing, is the ultimate metaphor for life in that the nose of the board is your future, Victor. The tail of your board is the past, but the surfer stands in the middle. And every time you surf, you learn to live in the moment because you're standing in the middle. What does surfing mean to you, Victor? Man, I just started surfing about 10 years ago when I was probably 30 years old. I'd never surfed before. And I don't know why I wanted to do it, but I just got obsessed with it. And one of the, I have two recurring dreams in my life. One is uh, just sitting on a surfboard when you're out there waiting for the waves and it's just calm. And I'll just have that dream for a very long time. Just sitting there, just being in the water is enough. Just Mm -hmm. like tasting the water and smelling the air and seeing the birds and Mm -hmm. watching the light shine off the uh, off the water and just waiting. That patience is 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 part of the reason I. I go. Um, and then it's picking and choosing and knowing when to go and knowing when you're ready and knowing when you're not. And that's a, it is in the moment. It's exactly, you have to, that come, it comes from learning enough, but then also just following your heart. <laughs> like you'll see the right wave going the right way and you're like, oh, that's mine. Let's go. Like, and just knowing that, feeling that it's beautiful. Hmm. I love surfing. It's hard to put into words, which is like most things in, in life. For I totally agree with you. One day after a session here in Ventura where I surf with my buddies, I asked each of them, because clearly they're getting up in the middle of the night like I am to get in the water before the sun comes up. Which is your favorite part of surfing, I would ask them. And, you know, big macho guys, oh, I love making the bottom turn. I love, I love do you know, all the, the physical aspects of it, because it is a a hard sport. You take your friends who think they're in good shape out to surf and they're dying after like five paddles. But for me, like you, the the greatest part is actually the lead up to it. The looking at the horizon, trying to figure out, is this the right one? Is there going to be a better one behind it? What will this wave ultimately become? The physicality of it is one thing, but the mental aspects of the sport is really what draws me to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Teach us, Victor, a little bit about the many expertise that you have, but about denim. What makes a good pair of blue jeans? Soft? I don't even know what questions to ask you, but you're an expert in it. What, what exactly should I be looking for? Which, by the way, I'm a size 36, and I can't wait to wear some of your pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I you know the like what's the right pair of jeans for a person? Really, is a, it's a reflection of the person. Yeah, like it depends on who you are and and what you like and and really what makes you feel more confident. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like using that word, but like when the very first pair of jeans I made, the very first clothing that I made was about like the moment when I wake up and I haven't slept well and I kind of don't feel good and I want to like look at this piece of clothing and be like. I look at it like my teammate. I'm like, let's go. And I put these <laughs> jeans on. And I'm like, okay, now we're now we're a team, and we're we're gonna we're gonna do this. Let's go. Wow. Um, but as I like, you know, I, I was coming from food and wine and and then all these like farm to table conversations, and like I wanted to know where things come from, who made it, how is it made, where is it made, why is it made, what does it look like, what are the color combinations, how does it change over time? I mean, the denim that I love most mm-hmm. starts out really dark, hmm. and it's stiff, and it's really clean, and then you wear it, and you wear it, and you wear it, and some people go crazy, and they'll wear it for a year or two without washing it, which I don't necessarily recommend, but I don't not recommend either. Mm. Um, and the indigo, the, the blue, adheres to the outside of the yarn. Mm. So it doesn't penetrate to the center of the yarn. If you think of like a, um, mm. almost like a garden hose or a piece of pipe or something like that, like the color is just on the outside. Wow. And over time, as the world interacts with your pants and it pushes up against your muscles and your bones, and like the way that you live, that paint, the, the blue indigo, it starts to chip off and you see the lighter color of the yarn underneath. And that whole process is a, it's a collaboration. It's just like, it's you and this gene and the world. And this is like, it really just is a reflection of who you are. Um, and that can be a stretch gene. It can be a raw denim gene. It can be a salvage gene. It can be really anything, but those are the ones that I like most. And that's what we make the most of. You know, Victor, when I hear you speak, it sounds like you're describing our skin. Mm-hmm. I take care of patients from U- Ukraine. I take care of patients from China, from South America, all walks of life. I mean, this is Los Angeles, and I'm from New York, so I'm used to being in a melting pot, but I'm a surgeon. The color of your skin may be different on the outside, but once I take that scalpel and I go through that skin, whatever color it is, we are all the same on the inside. And whether it's an old patient where that skin is not very pliable, it cracks, it's stiff, or it's a 20-year-old ACL that tore that I'm going to fix where it's very flexible, it is just like the aging process of the genes you're talking about. So it's, to some extent, there's, as I said, opening the show, there's a lot more going on here than just a pair of pants. There is a deepness <laughs> to blue jeans that, unfortunately, Philip Morris got the right ad guy to to take advantage of what blue jeans mean and invented the Marlboro Man, which probably makes you angry on some level because they've taken something beautiful and used it for their to sell cigarettes. But it's because they realize there's something quite powerful in blue jeans you're a special guy and jared was right hooking us up teach uh the weekend warrior how can we get a hold of your pants so that we can experience what it is that you're inflicting and in, impacting into those pair of pants tell us the name of the company where do we buy them tell us all about it awesome 
Thank you. Um, the company's name is Raleigh Denim Workshop. That's our website also, RaleighDenimWorkshop.com, and also our Instagram handle, at Raleigh Denim Workshop. Um, and if you go to our website, you can see videos of me making jeans and talking about the details. And they're really short videos. We call them tiny films, so it's kind of fun. They're only about a minute long. You don't have to, like, dig in too deep, but it's fun to kind of see what our workshop looks like and, and see like the little teeny tiny details that mean everything to me mm. uh, that I don't know if people know about or other brands even care about, but it's, it's, to me it's everything. So that's the uh, best place to find us. Victor, if it means a lot to you, then it means a lot to us, and we will follow your lead. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's uh-huh. a crazy Thank topic. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It really is. Uh, you're special, and uh, you lead by example, and you're a good guy to, to follow. There's no doubt about it. Thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it, Victor. Thank you. Take care. Okay, God bless you. All right, Warriors, coming up next, we got some clapper vision to do because I want to talk about what happened to Odell Beckham Jr., tearing his ACL after it's already been repaired. How does that happen? Why does that happen? And I operated on a woman this week with rheumatoid arthritis, which is... Something you'll hear about, but what exactly is it? I will give you a hint. All I have to do is look at your fingers, and I can tell so much about what's happening to your other joints in your body. I'll explain. Coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.